Episode 7, The Best of the Best. In this special Mother's Day episode, John and his guests will be discussing their mothers and other influential women in their lives, the important roles they played, and why they are so important. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other major podcast platforms to check out Confessions of Us. Follow, subscribe, and leave a review. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. This is John. This is Vince. And this is Confessions of Us. <laughs> no, Lindsay did not turn into a man. That's not what happened. Uh, we are actually doing a special Mother's Day episode, and uh, my good buddy is helping me out. We're going to do a men's view on mothers and mm. women. Yep. And then we're going to do, on Father's Day, Lindsay's going to do one with her guest uh, for Father's Day. So Come on. That's what's going on. Uh, so don't worry. The world is not ending. Uh, so this episode, yeah, so we're going to be touching on mothers. We're going to be touching on what it was like to grow up with our mothers. Mm. Uh, just our perspective on how we view the world as fathers and of mothers and obviously having young children and so forth. But yeah. a little bit about my guest, uh, my good buddy Vince. He is actually the pastor of our church. Um, he is a, an amazing real estate agent as well. So if you're Come looking, on. if you're in the market, Let's hit go. him up. Um, but he is just full of wisdom and uh, just the way he loves people and honors people. I just thought he'd be a great person to have this conversation with. Uh, I mean, he's got, he had a good relationship with his mom and he's got a powerful story with his mother. So hmm. um, I thought it was just pertinent to bring him in. Yeah. So Vince, why don't you share some things about yourself? Sure. Sure. This is the part that I've been, uh, re- you know, a little bit terrified of, to be honest. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, you know, nothing too special about me. I'm a pretty regular guy. I like skiing. Mm, you are a good skier. Um, From my I, heart. Uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I love Jesus with all my heart. Um, mm. And uh, um, I love Utah. Utah's not a bad place. I love, love, love Utah. Um, and uh, I, you know, was trying to w- kind of think through, why would, why would John want to have me on this episode talking about moms? Yeah, I I have two of them. Two. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, the two moms. Um, they weren't. You know, I also have a dad. Just so you know, <laughs> throw that in there. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been in ministry for fifteen years. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Yeah, thirteen years. Um, and yeah, I love people. I love Jesus. Um, and uh, excited to see this valley transformed yeah, yeah. in Salt Lake city. So, you know, it's, uh, he's got such a wisdom that comes with his life and just the way he views things and he speaks truth in life over people. So, um, yeah, I just thought it'd be a good, good thing to talk about. So like I said, we're going to jump into this and, uh, this is, it's going to be interesting for us because we have mixed past with our mothers mm. and, um, you know, some, some big topics some big things happened there. So, uh, so we're going to start off. So what was it like growing up with your mom or mothers? Mm. And give me like one start there. What was it like growing up with them? Yeah. So my mom, um, is a fantastic human being. Mm. She, she, um, she always was making sure that we had fun. Mm. My parents split up when I was eight. She kind of took on the family. Um, and so she was, she was wearing both hats. Um, 
and uh, she did a really, really good job, you know, to support us, to love us, um, and to make sure that we were having fun, mm. um, you know, uh, just constantly focusing on making the, the home just full of joy and things like that. But one thing I learned really early on with, from my mom um, was taking responsibility for myself and my actions. So I can remember, I can remember, um, I might've been nine or 10. Um, and, uh, I was, I was in the living room on the couch. I was watching, I don't know, some sort of cartoon or something, or, um, maybe family matters. I don't know. And, uh, I wanted a glass of water. And so I began to yell, mom, mom. She comes running down. She was upstairs in her bedroom. She comes running down. Uh, she's like, what, 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 what? I want some water. <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes, well, get yourself a glass of damn water. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, you mean you're not going to get me? She's like, I ran. You are 15 steps away from the kitchen. You get yourself some water. Um, and, uh, you it's know, funny, that's like a vivid memory. It's a very vivid memory. Um, it was early on, I be, you know, did my own laundry, uh, picked mm. up after myself. Mm. All of those habits um, that my mom, you know, was like, she wasn't, she wasn't going to take my crap. Mm. You know, my friends, I could see my friends, they were, you know, their moms were waiting on them, you know, giving them everything. And, and all, my mom wasn't that mom. Yeah. Um, she made me, she made me get my own stuff, clean my own stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, looking back on it, what an amazing tool that she gave me um, sure. to, you know, have that kind of be my, um, you know, a big, you know, pillar of who I am mm. um, is just to, you know, get my crap done. Yeah. Uh, take responsibility for myself. Um, but growing up with my mom, you know, she was, she was um, a powerhouse at church. She was in the choir. Um, and uh, so she was, uh, you know, I was kind of a church rat. I was always at church. Um, Wednesdays I was at church. Thursdays I was at church. Fridays I was at church. Sundays I was at church all day. Um, and, uh, you know, so I was constantly surrounded by by church, by church family, you know, um, we, uh, I grew up at, uh, Mountain View Christian Assembly, um, great church believes in the power of God and, and things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, I can remember my mom, you know, in, in worship services and in worship and prayer nights, you know, having prophetic words and different things like that. And so looking and having that modeled from, for me by my mom, um, you know, especially as I look back really, you know, made me um, the man I am today, especially in the, in the kingdom. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So what was, you kind of, okay. You already touched on kind of the, the some of the takeaways. What mm -hmm. about, so you said you had two moms. Yeah. So touch on that. Yeah. 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 So my, um, my, like I said, my parents split up when I was eight. Um, and then my dad remarried. Um, and, uh, and so he, so my stepmom is Sherry and that relationship started off a little bit rocky, if I'm honest, um, because, you know, there was some um, infidelity in the marriage. And, um, and so when, when my dad married Sherry, she, you know, I, you know, as a young man, I saw that as, you know, you're the one that split up my family. Um, 
And, but the, but the beautiful thing about it was both from, you know, my mom, um, really modeled forgiveness to me, um, through that. Um, and then watching God redeem the relationship, um, between, you know, my parents and, and watching, you know, my dad's relationship with God begin to strengthen over time. You know, now my dad and Sherry have been married for must be 25 years or so. Wow. Um, and, um, you know, so, um, I moved in with my, with my dad, um, through a series of events in, uh, in ninth grade. And that's really when Sherry, um, really took on a, uh, a mother type role, but she did it really beautifully. She did it uh, with lots of grace, lots of patience. Cause I was a little asshole. Um, when I was in, I, I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> junior high and high school were tough years for me. And just the way that she modeled just unconditional love. She didn't try to take, um, the mom role, mm. but she, she did the stepmom role in a very graceful, beautiful way. And wow. she was the mom that I needed in the times that I needed that. Um, and, um, so, um, yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I, uh, my mother, <clears throat> we have a interesting past. Uh, so I had two, two powerful influences in my life. I had my mother and I had my grandmother. Um, mm. my mother from the time I can remember for me, she always, she always wanted me to be creative. She was the mom that would pull, you know, all the pots and pans out of, the cupboard and let you play with them. She would make these like makeshift drum pads so I could learn to drum, but I don't play drums now, but <laughs> do you drum? <laughs> Drummer my, boy. my steering wheel. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and she would just do different things like that. I mean, we were always doing crafts together and, uh, but there was always a, I mean, she was around, but it was interesting cause I didn't know at the time, but for a good chunk of my childhood, uh, her and my stepdad were do, like pretty heavily involved in drugs. And I mean, you don't fully realize that when you're little, I mean, you don't know. And, uh, but she, she was there and then she wasn't at times, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I just remember times where we would be going from house to house to sleep, you know, because her and my stepdad were in fighting or whatever. And, uh, she had uh, a random boyfriend, I remember one time, and we were at his, you know, just all these different random things I remember. Um, but she was, I mean, I give her credit, she was still around. Because mm. uh, I know some people, um, they might have another buddy where his mom was heavily involved in drugs, she wasn't around at all. So the, it was, it was just interesting. And then when I was in, what grade was I, in fifth grade or so, I went to live with my dad. And then back in high school, I came back. My parents also got divorced when I was like three. So I never knew them together. Um, and then I came back to live with her and my stepdad in high school. Mm. Um, and that was, again, I was a little asshole as well. So <laughs> mixed up in <laughs> drugs and all that good stuff. So, yeah. uh, but then my grandmother was another powerful influence for me where she was a diesel mechanic forever, for like, I don't know, 30 years, 20, 30 years. I don't know how many people can say their grandmother was a diesel mechanic. Yeah, so yeah, it was pretty, you know, for, it, and it was an interesting perspective. I was thinking about this and not to get like all, 
whatever. But for me, I never saw women any differently just because my grandma was a diesel mechanic, right? She was just, just what she did. Mm. And I didn't know the struggles she had, you know, just in her life. Um, but it was just cool to see because I never saw, I always saw women doing, I always saw women of authority, if that makes sense. Mm. So it, it, what it did though, is it helped me establish respect for women. Um, obviously as I got older, it was a, an unhealthy respect. Uh, we'll get into that later, but, um, and I mean, the women were the main factors in my life for a long time. My mm. mom, my grandma, uh, my stepdad had uh, his mother as well. Mm. And I remember she was in a wheelchair and she, I mean, she was pretty influential as well, but um, she loved the crap out of me when I was little. She put up with all my crap. You know, I remember coming home from being brought home from the cops one time from sticking firecrackers under uh, mail trucks tires. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And uh, she tried to protect me from getting my butt whooped. Didn't work, but uh, she tried. But just the grace, she was one of those um, influential pieces because she showed a lot of grace. Mm. Um, Just in general, she had such a warm heart. And I think maybe just through the journey she had been in, because she wasn't born in a wheelchair, but I'm not exactly sure what happened, but she ended up in a wheelchair. Mm. And that gave her a certain perspective on the world. And there was a lot of grace there. So... um, yeah, I would say that from these women, you know, creativity uh, was one of the things I really took away from my mom um, and just how to function regardless of your circumstances. Uh, my grandma was just a, one of those people that did whatever she wanted. I've always seen her that way. You mm. know, she mm. would work on her, you know, work on a car, work on her house, do something in her house, you know, um, whatever. Mm. So I never saw the world in a different, any different way. Yeah. And then my, uh, I guess my step-grandma, if you will, just the grace that she showed um, for me, given the circumstances, was, was powerful. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's good. All right. So let me ask you this. So yeah. given, as you grew up and everything like that, how did those experiences and those relationships with those two women shape your view on women? Mm. Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, I think both... Um, Sherry and my mom uh, were very, they have very strong personalities, mm. strong women. My, my experiences with women growing up, they weren't pushovers. Mm. Yeah. They, they demanded respect. Yeah. And they demanded um, that they would be heard. Mm. Um, and, and yet they did it in a very um, graceful way. And so I can remember um, when I began to date um, my wife, Becca and I, um, in that dating process, I remember having, having like some, some tension. And my dad, um, and I was talking to my dad about it, and he said, you know, Vince, Becca's a strong woman. And, uh, and some men don't like that. Yeah. Because they just want to have their own way without any pushback. Mm. Um, and he looked at me and he goes, and to be honest, it's easier that way, but it's not better. Wow. That's um, a powerful statement. You know, um, both, you know, my mom and Sherry um, were strong women um, who, who wouldn't be pushed around. And, um, and so for me, I, I now, you know, the way that I've, you know, it, it shaped the way that I view the, in the, in the marriage that I would want. And so sure. I then saw, um, because of that, I saw the strength in my wife 
um, as very attractive. And yeah, I, I, I want that. I don't want just a, sure. you know, Barbie that I can manipulate. Sure. Um, and, uh, and so, um, yeah, I think that's probably that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a second part of that question. Yeah. Um, so that shaped, so that, that shaped your view on women, but now how would you say that, uh, your perspective of mothers mm. was shaped and maybe why they are important just mm. from those things you were learning from yeah. those two women. Yeah. Well, I think especially as a man, um, your relationship with your mom is important. Mm. Um, I think that, um, the, the things that, um, a mom, uh, instills in her, in her kids, um, is, uh, it, it really is going to determine the way that the, you know, ways that the man is going to lead and how he's going to um, act and treat women. And so for me, watching my, my mom toe the line with me, expect me to be better, call me out on my crap. Um, those things, you know, you, you, as parents, you're crafting humans. Mm. Um, you're building character. Um, and you know, my, my mom was never concerned with being my friend. She was concerned with being my mom. Mm. Um, and that meant that sometimes, you know, I would look at her in the eye and say, I hate you. Mm. Wow. And she would say, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, especially now, you know, watching my, uh, my wife, mother my kids mm. you know i know now what i didn't know then which is, was that she would go into her room and cry about that mm. because it affected her oh sure um i think lots of times and i think i'm maybe i'm off i'm off topic here i apologize but no, you're good. i feel like sometimes you know women and men but women can feel like oh i don't want to toe the line with my kid because i want them to like me mm. i don't want to fracture that relationship and you know, it's important uh, that we, as parents and as women, that those moms will say, no, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up. And if my kid won't like me today, that's okay. Yeah, because sure. when they're 30, they're going to appreciate that, I, that yeah. I held this. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny because I had um, my watching my grandma, you know, a lot. It definitely changed my view on women. But obviously I was with my, my mom a lot more. And then I was actually living with my dad. He dated, um, he got married a bunch and it's whatever, but not, not important. Um, but I, I remember that, I just remember I was, there was always something missing because mm. of my mom chose to do what she did. Uh, there was always a hole in my life. And mm. I remember growing up where for me personally, I would try and fill that hole with hooking up with girls, mm. right? And trying to have sex and all these kinds of things because I felt uh, I think subconsciously that I was trying to get some sort of attention that I never got when I was younger, mm. or I felt like I was missing at least, mm. you know? And, uh, I mean, it's one of those things that you're going to, you spend a lifetime trying to figure out sometimes. Uh, but I don't know if it definitely shaped my view in a positive way, at mm. least with my, my own mother. Yeah. Um, my grandma, she, I was very much the same way for me where, Uh, there was just respect for women, you know, um, I did respect. What's funny is I remember dating girls when I was younger that weren't 
set in who they were or that didn't know who they were, you know, they weren't strong women, so to speak. Yeah. And it would, it was a huge turnoff. It did yeah. not last very long. Right. Um, and then like you, I, you know, go to get married. And of course the women that, or the, or the person I was dating and is married to now, Lindsay, obviously, is, was very straight up, very straight, you know, this is who I am. This is what I expect. And right. it was, um, obviously it worked out because now we're married. So, <laughs> but the perspective of mothers and there's just something that mothers provide that men can't, mm-hmm. especially with your kids. 100%. So we both have kids. We both have two girls. Um, Vince has two girls. I have two girls and his kids are older than mine. And, um, but I would assume this is the same, whether we had boys or not, but just the important role that they play. Cause I remember the other day, Siobhan woke up and she was covered in, in crap. She had somehow gotten her diaper. It was in her hair. Oh, so it was just, no. It, Did you throw up? I didn't. Oh my God. We just had to instantly pull her into the tub and right and clean her oh, off. Whoa. And this was like a prime example of this, that things that women offer or just their empathy that men don't have. I was getting irritated. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like pissed. Oh, I was just 100%. like, I was like starting to yell on her and my wife. Cause my, what was, are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I, oh my gosh. And my kid is like crying and upset, oh, yeah. obviously, because she's covered in crap and now she's in a cold shower yeah, and she, all this kind of she stuff. She made her bed. Time to lay it up. Yeah. And my <laughs> wife was so caring mm. and um, just like I had to stop and be like, okay, well, obviously Siobhan's two. She doesn't realize that playing in her poop is bad. <laughs> I mean, she probably figured out pretty quickly, but. Hopefully she knows now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, she's done it quite a few times, but uh, and it was just interesting to watch the the role that she plays that I don't. Right. You know, and obviously I'm not meant to play her role, but there was a good balance there that I observed. Mm. Like, okay, I need to calm down a little bit, all that kind of stuff. But right. Um, and especially now watching her be a mother, yeah, the caring and the love that she gives, she's so patient. And I thought I was a patient person. And then I had kids. Mm. And just to see just to see her patience is, is sometimes it seems endless. Yeah. You know, especially going to work and all that kind of stuff. Well, I think one thing that, one thing that I um, can really, and I think you probably as well from your experience can really um, speak to is the importance of having both. Mm, Sure. Um, Because when, you know, and part of the difficulty that my mom had was, you know, there's a good season um, of my life where I have kind of my life is kind of in two sections. One, well, three. Um, early stage was both parents, but my dad was um, not around a ton. And then it was all my mom until I was in eighth grade or so. And then it was all my dad and my stepmom. And so I have these two different segments. And, um, but one of the things that I've really seen is if you have, when you have both the dynamics working, then it really gives the freedom for the father to father mm. and the mother to mother sure. rather than trying to play both. Yeah. And, and, you know, to your point, um, the father should have a little bit more of what the hell are you doing? Whereas yeah, the mother sure. should have a little bit more, Hey, sweetie, it's okay. Yeah. It's the balance. It's the balance. And so it's very, you know, I saw my mom try and, do both of those and you could see the toll that it was taking yeah. on her as a single mom trying to, you know, be the firm disciplinary, you know, and then also, you know, being able to, and I know that that, you know, 
that balance all wasn't always perfect. Sure. Um, and my mom probably leaned a little bit more on the, you know, firm, authoritative, mm-hmm. you know, probably because I was a freaking crazy person. Sure. Right. Like, you know, one time. I was actually I live right around the area that I grew up in. So I took my kids on a walk uh, to my old house oh, you did. <laughs> and all of these memories were flooding in. I remember there was a house at the top of the street that was under construction. Um, and uh, this is a great story. Um, and I, my friend Lance and I, uh, we were up there and we were messing around with the construction equipment. It was after hours. Nobody was there. And there was this big, um, like five gallon drum and we opened this thing up and we're probably, you know, seven. We open this thing up and it's paint. Um, <laughs> and we covered ourselves with paint, white paint from, from head to toe. We oh were, gosh. so I come home and I'm freaking out because I've got paint everywhere. It's starting to itch. It's hurting. And I'm Is crying. Like paint, you paint a house, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, I was a kid. I don't remember it very well. All I remember is white paint everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, you know, completely covered in the paint. And my mom freaks out. She's yelling. Uh, and uh, I just remember she turned the bath on. And then she goes in the garage and she comes back up and she's got um, a gallon of gasoline. And she pours the gallon of gasoline in the bathtub and put, I took a gasoline bath. And I just remember my mom just being so stressed out um, and I'm crying and it's burning and sure. all of these thing? things like seven. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, I have no idea why I told that story, but it has no real bearing except for the fact that like my dad wasn't around. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, and, just knowing now, especially as a, as a father, you know, how important if my kid, you know, thank God I have girls, girls probably won't do stupid crap like that. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Um, but you know, I needed someone to hug me sure, sure, and to tell me I was an idiot. I yeah. needed both of those things. Yeah. And my mom was trying to do them both. Yeah, it was very so difficult. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Um, what you were saying earlier is your Sherry and your mother yeah. um, weren't trying to be your friend. Mm. And I actually had the opposite where mm. my mom was trying to be my friend. Yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I don't really remember a whole lot of that. But when I got older, when I went back to live with them, when I was in high school, there was very much of that. Yeah. At that point, they had um, actually gotten clean. They, were, they weren't on drugs. And my mom was trying to make it for lost time. Mm. I mean, I didn't notice at the time. So I remember she was there were times when like just little things, like we'd go to the grocery store and she would buy me any cereal that I wanted. Yeah. Or like she would try and hold my hand still. Mm. I mean, and I'm a, a young man. I'm a teenager. I'm like, the last thing you want to do is hold your mom's hand. Yeah. yeah. No. So it's weird. Um, and the men in my life were very in and out because it's funny. You, you're talking about the authoritative thing. Cause when, um, to bounce back, when I was living with my dad and not my mom, just my dad, there was a lot of that. There was obviously heavy on the authority Screaming, yelling, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Long lectures. He was a big lecturer. Mm. Um, and there was, there was times when you just needed a hug. Yeah. You know, and it's funny how that truly does balance you out as a human. Yeah. You know, just with your emotions and how you interact with people, especially like, you know, if, obviously if you get married one day or if you have girls like us. Right. Um, there's a lot of emotion there. Yeah. A lot of emotion. Yeah. Um, and where my kid will fall and she'll just, I mean, I'm sure all kids do this, but like 
it cries. Yeah. I'm just like, why are you crying? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop crying. Don't do that. Yeah. So, and, it, and it's interesting how, um, with having some, you know, of that, that grace where you're just like, okay, you know, obviously you don't need to, um, pander the child, so to speak, but you, you know, you need to, you know, recognize it at least. So, yeah, yeah I would say that, uh, mothers are crucial. Very, very crucial. So let's mm. go to this next point here. Yeah. So, um, we're, we're kind of touching this a little bit. So let's dive in this a little more. As fathers, mm-hmm. okay, how do we see our wives as mothers and how they impact our children? It's an interesting question. Yeah. So a little point to this. Um, two things real fast. Lindsay was like, I want you to talk about me in the podcast. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Like, you just want us to gush over our wives? I'm like, we're not going to do that. So, um, but we, we can talk about how important you are. Let's do that. Um, oh, and real fast. Just a small plug here is this is obviously a bonus episode with uh, Vince here. This is going to be episode seven for us. Uh, we are on all podcast platforms. So uh, Apple, Google, Spot- uh, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, we're everywhere. So um, make sure that you go and uh, you check us out on all those locations. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate all of your time that you've taken to listen and made this podcast what it is. Um, and, uh, thank you for listening to me ramble before we jump into this next point. All right. So, yeah. So Vince, so what do you think just as your perspective as a dad, um, you know, what do you, what do you see coming from your wife as a mother? Um, maybe that like harkens back to your own experience with your mother's, um, and just how do you think they she really impacts the kids that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first, um, I'm incredibly proud of my wife. Mm. Um, she's a fantastic mother. Um, you know, I think that I think that as you know, when 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 we first um, found out that we were having a kid, um, we were both kind of freaking out. Sure. Um, you know, and I can remember having conversations with Becca as far as, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to, you know, care for her? And, you know, am I going to be a good mom? Yeah. And, How old were you when this was going on? Um, 27. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of having those, those conversations of how is this going to go down, right? And I can remember, um, you know, after delivering i didn't deliver anybody but after (laughs) after after you know hannah was you know there right it's a weird thing they're not there and then they are yeah and it's like no you can't can't put them back (laughs) holy cow um and i can just remember you know after a day or so two days maybe at the hospital um and then they're like okay you can leave I know it's so weird. <laughs> and we're like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I, <laughs> so someone someone should come with. We don't know yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. You know, I can remember being home uh, for like, I think, gosh, I don't even know how many days it was, a few days. And we were like, we should give our kid a bath probably. <laughs> and Becca was like, how do we do that? <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea. So we YouTubed how to give an infant a bath. Um, oh, I love it. But, you know, it's, it's been really cool over the last seven years. Um, now we've got two kids, uh, two girls, five and seven. And to watch my wife 
um, model to them, um, teach them, um, care for them. Um, and now, you know, literally teaching them school. Oh, sure. Now we're homeschooling our yeah, kids, right. the COVID. which is um, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> A nightmare. Yeah. But I have been able to teach them how, you know, Sadie or Hannah, you know, how to carry the one and things like that. So oh, cool. we're getting around some of yeah. the stupid math. Um, but, um, you know, watching, watching her turn into um, a fantastic mother, you know, her mom was, um, her childhood was very um, traditional. Her dad worked all day. Her mom was the mom and that was how it was and she did not want that and so coming into marriage it's something that we talked about is having these dual roles where you know it wasn't just going to be her raising the kids but it was going to be us raising the kids and um, I of course wanted that as well from my upbringing but just watching her um, you know she protects them um, and yet she allows them to to mess up. Yeah. Um, she, um, she doesn't let them get away with crap. You know, I don't, I don't um, imagine she does. <laughs> no, she doesn't let anybody get away with anything. Yeah. Right. Which is good for me. Cause otherwise I'd probably get away with more than I should. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a really awesome thing. Just watching my wife, uh, mold women. Yeah. You know, she's, she's, She's creating um, two amazing powerhouses. Um, she cares about every single aspect of their life. Yeah. Um, she lets me throw, you know, balls at my at my girls. You know, we have to play this fun game uh, where the girls run in the backyard, um, and I have, you know, little like Nerf balls. And you peg them. <laughs> and I just throw them right at their faces. And they love it, don't they? And yeah, they and sometimes they cry. Sure. And, you know, Becca's up on the deck watching it all. Um, and I can tell in her heart, she's like, don't hit my kid. Don't, yeah, you yeah. know, don't throw the bush in her heart. But she lets it happen mm. because she knows that, that they need to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it's funny because you two are, you're also like, I mean, an extension of that, you're like the parents of our church, mm. you know, um, you're guiding and shepherding and all that kind of stuff, mm. the flock, if you will. Sure. And just seeing how she responds to, you know, me at times, my wife at times, and just other, obviously other people in the, in the church has been awesome. Yeah. You know, um, and you can tell that she obviously like you has just a huge, huge uh, heart for people. So, yeah. Um, and it's funny how all that influences that, right. That, that mother aspect, right. Influenced not only how she obviously raises, is raising your kids, how she interacts with you, you know, how she obviously interacts with the church and yeah. people in her life, you know? So, yeah. Um, I love the way that she, um, calls out behavior. Mm. Um, I have a tendency to, to be, I'm a, I often am, a, am nervous to call out behavior, both with my kids and with people at our church, because um, I'm afraid sometimes that I'm going to be too harsh. Sure. And so then I then will oftentimes just let it slide for fear that I'm going to be more harsh than I should be. Yeah. Whereas Becca, um, she's got this grace about her that she just doesn't let stuff go. Yeah. And so yeah. she's like, Hannah, Sadie, no. Yeah. 
we're not going to do that. <laughs> sure. Um, and uh, anyways. Yeah, so. no, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- a lot of that stuff I'm seeing with my wife as well. Obviously, my kids are younger than Vince's. You know, they're two and five months old or however old the little one is. We don't even know anymore. <laughs> um, she just grows and eats and poops. Uh, but it's so true just how there is, there's a, there is an ease to watching moms become moms. Yeah. Right. Like you're talking about the experience at being in the hospital and you you get this kid and it's, it's so weird because you're oh right, my gosh. Like, one second they're there, next second they're, or one second they're not, next second they're there yeah. and you gotta take them home. Yeah. And figure out all oh that. Oh my gosh. And um, just my wife, it's, it's been interesting to watch her. She, she works hard. You know, just like, mm-hmm. obviously like a lot of moms, but she, mm-hmm. she really works hard to be a good mom, mm-hmm. she puts so much pressure on herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, mom guilt is yeah, obviously yeah, a real yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Um, which if you're listening to this, mothers be nice to each other. Be nice to each other. Amen. Um, give yourself grace. Yeah, give you? yourself grace. Cause yeah. I, she was telling me she was at uh, women's prayer this morning and her prayer was one of the things she was praying about was, uh, just the guilt she has that she feels like she's not living up to being a good mom, which is just not true. Um, Lindsay is, she's already one of the most compassionate people I know. And then when it comes to the kids, uh, watching her day in and day out, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to work and she's at home and she doesn't go absolutely insane. I don't know how she does it. Like, it just blows me away. Yeah. Dealing with a two-year-old and, you know, a five-month-old is, is on the border of mental torture. You don't have kids. <laughs> you'll, you'll discover that one day. Yeah. I don't um, think it's on the border. I think it yeah, absolutely it, it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um but it is it's it's and it's cool to see the roles play out where you know it's not necessarily some people look at the roles and they think it as a, as a bad thing but I mean I don't see it as a bad thing where because you're a team and you know you're talking about how That's you right. know you and Becca are a team raising right. the kids 100%. You know sometimes maybe you have more okay you're going to do this I'm going to do this kind of roles maybe they they blend um into each other but it is, it's so important because you're, I mean, you are your team, right. especially with young kids, you're trying to survive in a lot of sense. You know, you're trying to be able to go to work and pay the bills and then raise them so they don't suck and, right. you know, all those types of things. Um, and it is, it's funny, you, you mentioned the ball thing, throwing the balls at your kids. Like, yeah. I wrestle with Siobhan. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I remember in the beginning, Lindsay was just like, give me these looks. And, 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 you know, obviously they're still, she's still, I mean, she's much older now, but in the beginning, you, you know, you're very gentle with them and everything, but, um, it's funny how they love it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they want to be played with and wrestled with and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Even as girls, obviously sometimes there's a little more emotion maybe. Sure. I mean, little boys cry a lot too, but, um, it's, uh, I am excited to see, you know, um, you mentioned with Becca raising these young women, mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see Lindsay do that for our, our girls because mm-hmm. Lindsay, like Becca, she had a very traditional um, uh, upbringing where her dad would work all day. Her mom also did work um, as well. She was, she was a nurse on and off, but uh, you know, and it's just, um, and her parents poured everything they had into their kids. So, and it's interesting to watch Lindsay do the same thing. Yeah. You know, she's exactly the same way. Um, always singing and playing and, and the crap, she'll, she'll like bust out these random crafts that are like super dirty. And I'm uh, like, I don't want to do this with my kids. Yeah. Right. No, and no. she's all about it. Right. I'm like, I don't want to clean them up. Right. You know, like oatmeal. Oh, yeah. I hate feeding my kid oatmeal oh, because she gets it. it everywhere. Yeah. Right. And it's like sticky and it's hard. And then she smells like it all day. But my wife is like, it's fine. And I'm like, I don't do this well. <laughs> so 
Yeah. It's, it's cool to watch the dynamics play out. So what would you say is maybe like the biggest lesson your mom taught you, um, either by maybe something she said or just by her life that shaped mm. who you've become? Yeah. So um, this might seem very surfacy, mm. but there's actually a lot of depth to it. Um, my mom taught me never to make a mess. Interesting. Um, so I can remember, um, you know, her constantly talking about, if you don't make a mess, you never have to clean. And our house was always very clean. If you don't make a mess, you never have to clean. Um, and so my whole upbringing, um, was, was one that I never made a mess. Um, so I would, you are very clean. I now. would eat, <laughs> I would eat, you know, and, and as I would eat, I would, I was trained to breathe, to kind of suck in so that crumbs <laughs> wouldn't fall. Um, oh, I, funny. you know, when I, when I cook and I'm going to chop, you know, a vegetable or something, I do it in my hand. Oftentimes you over chop the, the yes, in your hand? yes, or like you like, I put like let's say a pepper, I put it in my hand, uh -huh. and then I chop, and then I and I would chop it like if I'm going to make an omelet, let's say, or I'm you know uh, chopping an onion or whatever, oh. I chop it in my hand, put it right in the. How do you not cut yourself? Very, I, I mean, I've cut myself plenty of times. Sure, yeah, it's, but you learn. Interesting, I've never actually seen that before. Yeah, um, okay. you know, I would I would eat sandwiches over the sink. <laughs> Because I'm sure your wife appreciates all of this. Um, yeah, she actually hates it because she's <laughs> she's very different. Yeah, she is all about making the mess and then cleaning it up. Oh, sure, sure. But my lifestyle um, was to never make a mess, and um, I've realized how incredibly how how much that's infiltrated my everything that I am. Hmm. So not just do I not want to make crumbs and you know things like that. But in my, in my lifestyle, um, I'm careful not to make messes in relationships, in parenting, you, you know, because yeah. every word that we speak is going to do something. Oh, sure. Um, and is it going to cause a mess in that person's life or is it going to cause, you know, a positive, it's going to do something. And, um, and I've, and so it's, it's really molded me as a, as a human, um, to, make sure that I leave every person and every place um, better than I found it. Um, if, I, if I have a relationship with somebody and their life becomes more messy because of me, because I've caused some drama or because I've caused yeah. some turmoil, um, that's not the man that I am. I want to make, I want to be someone that is positively impacting my environment um, in every sphere, spiritual, physical, um, emotional and, um, you know, financial, all of these different ways I want to, you know, so I was really thinking about it. It's funny cause you know, it's, it's a, you know, yeah, never make a mess, Yeah, yeah. but really the depth that I think my mom, um, you know, it's, it's, it's at the core of who I am. Yeah. That's good. That's Much really more good. than that's just really powerful. Yeah. Um, I would say for me that watching my mom to my grandma to my step-grandmother even to my great-grandmother is um, 
the one thing I would say that I took away from all of them was tenacity. Mm. Mm. Um, you are tenacious. Yeah, I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even just like, I remember my mom, she smoked uh, like cigarettes for a long time when she was younger and uh, into her adult life. And I mean, you always hear stories of people trying to quit forever and they never able to quit. My mom was like, oh, I'm going to quit on uh, this New Year's Day or whatever, one year. And I was like, all right, I didn't think anything of it. Never smoked again. Wow. Just like, boom. And even with uh, her stopping drugs, it was a, they got in trouble by uh, the cops uh, this one time. And it was as simple as if, you know, this continues, we're going to take away your kids. Wow. And I think she was in jail for like three days. And that was it. She never went back. She never did it again. And, but that was, it was very interesting to watch where you see people flip-flop a lot, like with things, because mm. they're struggles and all those types of things. And I mean, unfortunately, you see situations with parents where uh, they do end up having to take away the kids and that kind of stuff. But for her, it was never, when she set her mind to something, it was it. It was done. Yeah. And my grandma was the same way to where, obviously, like I said, she was a diesel mechanic. She, I'm pretty sure she was the only woman with a bunch of dudes. Um, and you have to, you have to be a little... <laughs> thick skin to get through a situation like that. Um, and uh, she did it. And like I said, she did it for like 20 or 30 years. Um, and she, the, and for her, it was a, if I need to do something, I'm going to do it. It was a self-reliance. Yeah. Um, she just had, and her personal story, she just had crappy marriages and crappy husbands and that kind of stuff. So um, she had to just do a lot of things for herself. So, mm. and then my, obviously my other grandma was in a wheelchair. And she had to get stuff done. You know, she watched me. She watched my sister. Uh, she had to live and, you know, all these types of things. And uh, she just got crap done. Yeah. And I think for me personally, that has been a huge blessing in terms of just, you want to do something, figure it out. Mm. Um, that's actually one thing that's just being married. You know, I've shared with Lindsay a lot. Like, she's like, I want to learn guitar. I'm like, well, look it up on YouTube. Figure yeah. it out. You know, yeah. there's plenty of all those types of things. Um and uh, so I've just been very fortunate and very blessed. That was just a, such an amazing lesson that has shaped my life. Yeah, it's so. uh, it's it's um, deciding not to be a victim. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, oh, to yeah. be an overcomer. Yeah, yeah. Because my my mom could have done that with yeah. her drugs. Like, oh, I'm just an addict. Right. You know, I'm just whatever. Yeah. And she battled through it. You yeah. Know, after she got arrested, she got a couple jobs, and you know, she got a probation. And my grandma. Yeah. So the. Uh, there was no victim in doubt, especially with my grandma was in a wheelchair. None of that. Never once did I hear complain or whatever. Yeah. You know, she just did what she had to do. Yeah. Um, to get crap done. So. Yeah. I know um, my mom, um, when my parents split up, my mom um, hadn't, she didn't have any real education outside of high school. Um, and so as raising the three kids, uh, she went back to school, became an occupational therapist. Um, and then made her way all the way up wow. and rent was, you know, um, and, uh, towards the end of her life, she was in charge of a whole region of healthcare of, you wow. know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, and just watching that, you know, she overcame mm. and, uh, it's such an important yeah. lesson, I think. So that, why don't we end this, if yeah. you will, why don't you share kind of the last bit of that story with her? Sure. Um, just to give obviously context and uh, we'll close on that because it's such a powerful story. So. Yeah. You want to close on that, huh? I want to close on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my mom, um, 
was in 2005, mm. um, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and, um, they found a, um, a tumor in her abdomen. Um, my mom was a, was, a, was a small human, you know, she was five, two and, uh, like a hundred pounds. Soaking wet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she was very active and she had gained like 10 pounds mm. and she couldn't figure out where, like, she was like, I, I, I don't like, where's this extra 10 pounds? Like, it's sure. weird. Um, and, uh, so after a while she decided to go to the doctor and they found a football sized tumor in her abdomen. That big. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and I forget the name of it, but, um, it's a big, huge, long name that has something to do with blood and blood vessels. So essentially it's a big mass of, of rebellious blood vessels. Wow. Okay. Um, and which makes it challenging because, um, you touch it and it bleeds. Oh, wow. Um, and so, operate so it was very challenging. Yeah. So they did the initial operation in 2005 when they, the diagnosis was, Hey, this is very rare. Um, and we don't have any real success so far with this. Um, but we also don't have any real experience with it either. Um, we're going to, you know, we, we, we're going to give you two years. We think that we think that you, you're in very good shape. We think you'll probably make it through the surgery. Um, but you know, this thing is aggressive. It's going to come back and this is going to be, you know, you got two years. Uh, so she had the surgery, um, and she almost bled out on the table, but she didn't. Um, and then she had a, uh, you know, very extensive chemo and then radiation. Um, and, uh, um, during this time I was very, very far from God. Um, and I can remember kind of throwing up this Hail Mary prayer going, sure. God, if you heal my mom, I will come back to you. Sure. Um, and uh, anyways, so um, two years came and went. Um, her cancer was in remission. Um, and God reminded me, hey, remember the deal? And so that's, that's kind of a big, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's kind of, you know, a part of my journey. But um, anyway, so then... Um, she, long story short, she ended up, she was living in Texas at the time. She ended up moving back. Um, and, um, which was a really cool thing for me because, um, when she moved back in, uh, she moved back to Salt Lake. Um, it was just an amazing time for, um, that relationship to kind of be reborn. So we had been just distanced for many years. Um, and, uh, it was mother's day actually. Um, what's 2015 maybe on mother's day that's right um where um you know she had just had some things that were you know the the symptoms of the cancer and things like that and um so anyways mother's day her leg had snapped in the middle of the night her femur she turned over and it snapped and come to find out that the tumor had grown into her bone from her hip down and actually pretty much took the entire bone, um, was gone. And it was all just this blood vessel, this vascular wow. tumor, That's wild. um, which made the bone so weak that she, that it snapped. Okay. Um, and that point she actually moved back in. She moved into my house. I actually remember helping you. Yep. Move mm-hmm. her back into your house. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so we sold her place. She moved in with us, um, which was a great time just to have with, you know, the kids and, the, you know, have, be, have her at that time with the, with the grandkids and such. Um, but, um, you know, so it was just a, you know, a season that was not super pleasant as the cancer just kind of was becoming more and more. Um, uh, and, you know, because it was vascular, um, as it continued to grow and, and different things and spread, um, she began to bleed a lot. Um, and so at this point she'd been dealing with the cancer for like 12 years. Um, and, uh, it was bleeding. She was bleeding, um, internally and she would have to get, um, uh, hopefully this is what you wanted. We're we're going past time, I'm sure. Uh, but, um, you know, so she was getting, um, blood transfusions every week. Um, and at that point the the doctors were like, at some point her body's going to reject this blood. This isn't, can't last forever. Um, and that's when she quit working. So she was working that entire time. Wow. Um, you know, she'd go to work and she'd come home and, and then she'd go get blood and then she'd go to work and she'd come home and she'd get blood. I was like, you're a freaking crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) I finally convinced her to stop working. And, uh, anyways, um, so, um, then in the summer, um, you know, she had, um, the, a blood vessel or a, a piece of the tumor that was in her lung, um, kind of broke. And that filled her lungs with, with blood. Um, and, uh, and so then she went in the, in the hospital at that point. Um, and that was kind of the end, um, the beginning of the end, I should say. She didn't come back and live with us. She went in the hospice. A uh, dear friend of ours who was a retired nurse um, let her, um, you know, hang out in her basement. Um, and uh, so she passed away November of... 2018. Um, but watching her through that, watching her slowly die, um, she was always so incredibly full of joy. Yeah. Laughing. This is why I want you to tell the story. Laughing yeah. and joking and teasing. Um, and, you know, we would sit and color. Um, you know, we would, uh, you know, she was, and, and, and she was, um, just always bringing life in the midst of a situation that was full of death as she is slowly deteriorating. Um, she would bring life. Powerful. She would, um, speak life and she would warm the room. Um, and she would challenge me as a as a husband, as a father, and as a pastor, wow. um, saying things like, you know, son, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to, God's going to use you to shake the kingdom. Um, and, you know, you've got to make sure that you're ready, that you're strong enough. Um, and, um, you know, and a lot of those things that she taught me and instilled in me, um, she didn't even have to say. Um, but uh, anyways, so. When, and one last thing that I would say is um, I told her uh, years later, um, actually when she was living with us and, you know, things were going south quickly, I said, you know, I, I prayed um, that uh, if you went into remission um, back in 2005, that I would return, uh, you know, I would come back to, to the Lord. 
Um, so she had cancer for that long? Yeah. Wow. Um, and she looked at me and she said, and so I prayed that whatever it would take for you to come back to the Lord, that that was what God would do. Jeez. Um, and I'm not saying, and she's not saying that God gave her cancer. Sure. Um, but what my mom did say was that um, she would go through that every single time again. Wow. Um, if it meant that I would come back Powerful. to the Lord. Um, that sacrifice of a mother yeah. to, do, to be willing to do whatever it would take for their son, for their kid, um, to, to you know, become everything that they could be uh, speaks a lot. Yeah. So the reason why I wanted to end on that was... Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, not only is the story so incredibly powerful, but just as an encouragement to mothers, what Vince said there at the end, I think, was just incredible. The sacrifice that moms are willing to wake, make for their kids. Yeah. And I mean, we're starting to see that in our own wives. Yeah. We saw that in our mothers um, yeah. from maybe small things to more extreme things. And uh, I just wanted to end on an encouragement to mothers yeah. that you are so vastly important to oh your my kids. Oh um, That Vince and I would not be the men that we are today without our mothers right. and the other influential women in our lives. And um, that we want to honor you and we yeah. want to thank you for the sacrifice that, that moms make, the, the time that you spend pouring into your children, taking care of us, changing diapers, you know, all those things, especially in the early years um, that, uh, you know, um, is just so vastly important. So if you have not told your mother that you love, their, or love them, do so. Uh, make sure that you send them some flowers, love mm -hmm. on your moms because uh, none of us would be here without them. So that's so true. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, if I can just say a word of encouragement also to you moms, um, give yourself a break. Mm, absolutely. Give yourself grace. You don't have to be perfect. I think oftentimes in your imperfection, um, that's some of your best moments as a mom. So good. Because you're teaching, okay. even, you know, they're learning from you and they need to know that you're not perfect. Um, and in those moments where you feel like you might fail, your child, um, you're actually teaching them a, a fantastic lesson. Um, and uh, be yourself because God created you exactly how you are on purpose and for a purpose. And uh, you are exactly who you need to be for your kid. Even when you feel like you're failing, you're not. So good. You're amazing. And uh, we love you guys. Yeah. Or you so, girls. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day Happy to Mother's all your moms Day. out there. Um, we honor you. We thank you. Yeah. Uh, this has been great. Thanks for listening to this special uh, episode of Confessions of Us. And this is John. This is Vince. And this is Confessions of Us. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Confessions of Us Podcast. Also, send us any questions you may have to Confessions of Us Podcast at gmail.com.